Yo, this is the ancient Texan. My lady wants me to get out and help her with some stuff in the yard. So I'm gonna keep this short. <laughs> Aren't you thankful? Um, I also, hopefully I'm telling the truth. Just touch on a couple of stories. One story in the New York Times shows that they looked at deaths and the excess deaths caused by the pandemic. It turns out with 7 million people dying, you know, alive with uh, some of them dying all the time. That's a pretty constant and predictable thing. I mean, when you get life insurance, that's based on a prediction of who's going to die and at what age and on average, they're dead on. And companies that are better at that can offer you lower rates because they can have remove, you know, the better their uh, statistics and algorithms are, the better they can predict uh, your life expectancy. They can, which lets them make more money, but it also lets them undercut uh, other people. Or it also lets them, you know, increase your rates because you're a higher risk. So they looked at death rates of people around the world. Um, and this was the economists and they have a team that does statistics. And depending on the level of, of confidence in their model, uh, at least seven million extra people died because of COVID this last year, 2020. And at the high end, 13 million more died, uh, if, but their confidence of their model was lower. They can only say that with 50% confidence and they can say the other with, you know, 90% confidence. So to all those conspiracy type people that call this the pandemic and you know all the, the craziness that people just make up. I got an email yesterday from a friend, first girl I ever kissed when I was 17. She sent me uh, an email and it's by like that crazy group that's making up stuff that's just uh, it has two categories it one it, it restates a lot of what happened in the world and makes up like this didn't happen and one of those is the people did not die from the pandemic it was a pandemic and it was really no worse than the flu hospitals exaggerated it well I'm not sure how get a message through to those people that people actually died maybe if someone in their family dies or something then they that might change their point of view um so anyway that's one little story now gonna pardon me because i didn't haven't done my homework quite as good as i usually do but um there's a story in the New York Times, tensions among Democrats grow over Israel as the left defends the Palestinians. 
for a very long time, we have been on Israel's side. And as we talked about yesterday, we give them $3 billion a year. And we just ha- that's heavily focused on the military uh, abilities of Israel, which they use primarily on the, on the Palestinians. It points out that Biden, with his loyalty, my son pointed out, there's this motivation of loyalty and it's easy to be loyal when you're loyal to someone that's uh, doing good things. It's really test your loyalty uh, and it has more meaning when the people you're loyal to are really doing rotten stuff. Biden is able to say that he wants the violence to stop on both sides. He condemns uh, Hamas for firing the rockets. Hamas is a terrorist group, officially. And he is sorry for the loss of life on both sides. He cannot say anything about what Israeli Israelis are doing. That's just like off the table. But there's a new group of, there's some new guns in town. Uh, Cortez, I got a nice little picture of her in this article. Uh, you probably can't see see it, but we're gonna, nope, my computer takes, takes it away. Alexander, is it Alexander Cortez? Yeah, Alexandria Hosea Cortez. Um, She doesn't, she's a new kid in town, young, progressive uh, Democrat that you all know, aligns herself with Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. She's speaking out for the Palestinians. And what her message is primarily is that we can be loyal to Israel and at the same time recognize that, catch this phrase, Palestinian lives matter. Now that's a new hashtag. I'm gonna put that hashtag on this uh, newscast. Palestinian lives matter. And I'm not sure anything that I say after this adds much to that. And of course, there was a big pushback by um, a lot of established Democratic Party um, saying that they don't realize that America's interest lies in supporting Israel. And it's, I should say unequivocally, if I could say that word, supporting Israel. But activists are now starting to put these causes together. Black Lives Matter, Palestinian Lives Matter. They haven't used the phrase yet, but immigrants lives matter 
Um, yesterday we talked about the American Indians and the ruling of the Supreme Court. Our um, Native Americans, my daughter corrects me every time I use the word Indians. Um, so there's a whole, which is kind of the argument I make a lot, that a lot of people are in the same same position. They're being prejudice is kind of knocking out. Um, white supremacy has no boundary. Now I've I've got to admit they seem to pick on at this point in history uh, white supremacists, white there's a degrees of everything. There are people that are white racist and supremacist and then there's a lot of people like me that are have good intentions and we still you know we have a culture and a history and um, our whiteism leaks out and hurts people and there's a whole spectrum of people you know that are are white <laughs> with various degrees of whiteness ailment um, so it's not hard to jump from Black Lives Matter to Palestinians Lives Matter. There's a guy down in uh, Florida, and he he said uh, Ted Dutch, a Democratic from Florida, said in a floor speech. If I'm asked to choose between a terrorist organization and our democratic ally, I stand with Israel. Well, that's the making something black and white, good and bad, you know, drawing a line in the sand. This is the way Trump talked. You're for him or against him. You're loyal. You're not loyal. There's no, there's no shades there. There's no differentiation. Um, we can be supportive of Israel and still not approve, condone, or tolerate. Um, it's like letting your drunk friend drive. Uh, if you're a good friend, you're going to try to take the keys away. It, it's the same moral position that your friends are not infallible. Your friends make mistakes. And it's to their interest and yours um, to stand up and say you're making a mistake. What you're doing is not right. I think we're at, at the cusp of that. Um, the progressives don't have quite enough power, but it's not insignificant. Um, and there'll be a quid pro quo type thing going on at some point being progressives and the middle of the party. I, I'm uh, obviously with the progressives on this. I'm not with them on everything, but uh, I, I think I'm firmly in their camp. Um, I think the parallels with apartheid are way too strong. Um, 
And I think this is a battle of the strong, the military, the colonial power oppressing another group of people. That is not to say that there's not some really bad actors among the Palestinians. You can be for Palestinians and still speak up against uh, Hamas and their ruling. Uh, they're not often speaking in the best interests of their own people. So we're going to let that go today. It's a Saturday. We need to all get out and give ourselves a little break from the news. But the phrase I want you to take with you today is Palestinian lives matter. Have a good one. This is the ancient Texan. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred and our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.